not in Arizona anymore, girl. Welcome back to Revolutionary Ruckus. We're back in action and I'm Josh. And I'm Taylor Ray. <laughs> and yeah, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, um, but we are on an adventurous journey and we wanted you guys to join us. Um, well, I needed this because I was falling asleep earlier. Oh, good. So this gives me a jolt of energy. Oh, and that's only relevant because we are driving. Let yes. me try and explain the sound a little bit. Hopefully it's good. We tried to adjust the mics nicely, but we're using lapel mics, so we have them hooked up on the collars of our shirts. But we are driving through Idaho, and I'm going faster than I would like to go because the speed limit is 80, and everybody keeps trying to push me if I slow down. They got potatoes to find. Something. Right, right. And uh, we've got a car topper um, that attaches to like inside uh, a door thing. And so yeah. that kind of creates a wind gap. So hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully um, it is still enjoyable to hear the sounds of our voices. Um, but we've got some things to talk about. And it's like every week that passes, we keep saying how we want to record more episodes and share them with you all. And so we decided to take this time. We've got a few hours before our next stop. And so um, we're driving from Arizona to Oregon. I don't think that we said that yet, but uh -uh. Um, we go to Oregon pretty often, but this time we are um, celebrating our anniversary um, and making it a road trip. Tomorrow's our anniversary. Tomorrow is our anniversary. Our fourth wedding anniversary, which On is crazy. August 4th. Does that yeah. mean it's like our golden anniversary? Yeah, it is. We only get what? one. Whoa, what are we gonna do? We're going rafting. Oh yeah, I forgot. So yeah, anyways, we um, like to do stuff like this. So this is gonna be really fun. We haven't driven to Oregon in a few years. And so um, we decided to take a long route. We've been camping the last couple nights and we're staying at an Airbnb the next couple nights, rafting like Josh said. Um, and then we'll be meeting his family over in Oregon. So um, yeah, anyways, we've got a few hours till the next stop and we have some stuff we thought we could chat about in the car and share with y'all later. So yeah, we've got these lapel mics, like Josh said, these are ones that we use to uh, record audio for weddings. Um, and so we thought that'd be a convenient uh, little trick to record audio in the uh -huh. car. We've done it once before and hopefully the wind's not too bad, but why don't you tell us why we haven't been doing this for so long? Yeah, so um, I don't even know the last time we recorded a podcast episode, do you uh, know? It was with Grant and Hannah right before they got married, so okay. January. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it might have been the beginning of, no, it was like Valentine's Day. It was right before Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, it's been a while um, and uh, super blessed. We've had some people tell us that they want more episodes they've gone back and listened to a lot of our previous episodes and they want more and that is just the most encouraging thing so yeah we've definitely missed it i'm very yeah. excited to be doing this again it's fun for us and we're glad that there's some people out there who enjoy this but yeah we've been like the definition of busy um the last several months since february we have this we've had maybe two weekends off in a row um but otherwise we've been shooting weddings just pretty much non-stop and that is such a blessing. It's been so much fun and has yeah. been the busiest season of our business so far. And so the Lord is really providing for us and we love to get to serve our couples, but it does mean that we don't get to do the podcast as much. Um, so that's a bummer, but we still love what we're doing and it's been awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna figure out how to fit it back into the schedule. Yeah. Because we've also, in that time, spent a few months on a house search and buying process yes only to move into our house starting july 1st and on 
August 1st <laughs> leave uh, to drive 1500 miles. Yes. So Which, yeah. our cat is locking down the castle. <laughs> yeah. So um, we started a, a few months ago, the home buying, home searching process. And we will have to do an episode. Um, maybe we'll record that while we're in the car, just explaining what that process was like. I know a lot of people are going through that process right now because it's 2022. Hello, this is the year to buy a house, apparently. Um, I but didn't know that. It's a, yeah, the market is crazy. That's why the market is crazy, honey. Um, but yeah, the market is crazy. Um, but the Lord opened up some doors. It was really awesome. It's a really cool story to share, and uh, I would love to share it with you guys. So, but yeah, the past month we've been working on getting some more weddings done and edited, um, so we can enjoy our vacation, and then also working on moving in, unpacking, and working on the house. And it's been exhausting. And poor Josh, I don't think I've ever seen him more stressed or tired at the end of like every day. He's been working so hard. Well, we also kind of made the, well, seemingly necessary because we had a pretty tight timeline, but poor decision to kind of roll right through our normal Sabbath rest days. Yeah. And it was basically just fill any time with the editing we need to get done, work and everything, and then for four weeks straight was any other free moment from 6 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. was doing housing projects. Yeah. And I'm thankful for how much we got done. Yeah. And the house is an amazing gift. Yeah. And it's been very fun, but this, these few days of rest and enjoyment is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very thankful. Yeah. It's all, this has been like the light at the end of the tunnel that we've been so looking forward to. So it's been so nice and peaceful. Yesterday morning, we woke up at Lone Rock Beach um, at Lake Powell in, in Southern Utah, like right past the Arizona border. And man, it was so nice. Woke up, watched the sunrise. Well, it was, except for the car, it was kind of crazy, but I uh, woke up and watched the sunrise, read the Bible, read a book, hung out on a blanket for a little bit. And then we were out of there by like 8 a.m. It was so nice. Well, yeah, 7 a.m. really. Um, so yeah. Anyways, it's been great, but that's enough of a recap, I think, I for think now. So. And yeah. uh, we'll do another episode soon on the house buying process. But um, for this episode, we wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, since we have spent so much of our time the past several months working with couples, uh, helping them to prepare for and shooting their wedding days, um, we thought, let's just start talking about weddings. And the question today is, um, does, does our wedding need to be Pinterest worthy, baby? Yeah. Or does it need to be expensive to be worth it? Like, to, if I'm going to get married and I'm yeah. a wedding, do I need, How does much it need to be Pinterest worthy? Does it need to be expensive? Yeah. How much is reasonable to invest yeah. or not? Yeah. So that's the big question for today. Um, and tomorrow's our anniversary again, yeah. August 4th. Yeah. So it's pretty fitting. Yeah. It's good. Um, we got married once. We did. We did get married once. Uh, and we got married before we worked in the wedding industry. And so I, even while the, in the process of planning our wedding, I knew there were so many things that I wanted to do different. But then now after being a part of dozens of weddings, I know for sure what I would do differently. Um, but one day we will hopefully renew our vows and have a beautiful ceremony and everything in the way that we uh, want it to be and it'll be so awesome um, our original wedding day was amazing too yes but we are going to start with I believe 
how we saved money one on our wedding experience and maybe some kind of mistakes slash things we just wish we would have done differently in that process yeah they're not mistakes because it was a great day yeah but I agree. things we might have changed knowing what we know now yeah um why don't you start um with something because i've obviously i'm a girl i was the bride i had like a lot of opinions and things about how i wanted stuff to be um so from your perspective what would you what are the first two things that come to mind of something that you like that we did to that save money and something um that you you wish that we did differently specifically if it comes to like expenses uh there's there's not necessarily something hmm so first we spent very little yeah <laughs> comparatively oh yeah uh, our whole wedding was was like under nine thousand dollars right? yeah it was like eight thousand dollars yeah somewhere in there which so. is if you've never been married or planned a wedding or been in had a close been in a wedding or anything like that you might think that that's a lot of money but let me tell you that is we've never shot a wedding that <laughs> that was what they spent i can guarantee it mm-hmm. so weddings are usually significantly more expensive than that um, and we were super blessed. We had a nice sized wedding. It wasn't a micro wedding or anything, and it was at a real venue. We'll tell you guys all about that. That's yeah, we fun. had a uh, we had around ninety people, engaged right? In the purchasing but planning okay, process. That's okay because you were engaged Ex- to me. Amen. <laughs> Except for the actual going to the venue and choosing that that's yeah. where we wanted to get married. Right. And really, the venue kind of chose us because it right. was like, how could we pass up this opportunity? Yeah. So that was definitely a special scenario not a lot of people get because right. you want to explain that Sure. Quickly. So we got married at the Wright House in Mesa, Arizona. Um, and it is a beautiful venue. It's probably not the venue. It's the venue that I wanted to get married at when I was in eighth grade. And the reason why is because my parents got married there um, and they were the first ones to ever book a wedding at the Wright House. Like my mom likes to tell the story of um, hopefully this is correct, but, um, she was scoping around venues and then I think she might've been with her friend and they went to the, went to the venue and they were still like fixing it up. And she like went up to the window and she like had her hands and eyes up to the glass and was like looking through the door to see what it looks like. And she really, really loved it. And then she like talked to the people and, um, she was ready to, to book it before they were officially even open yet. So they, first, they weren't the first, first ones to get married there, but the first ones to book a wedding there, which I think is really cool. Um, so then my mom and I went to the Bridal Expo just to like look around and get ideas and stuff. And the right house people were there and my mom went up and talked to them and they were like, oh yeah, we know who you are and remember you or whatever. And they said they really wanted to have a legacy wedding which I don't really know why that mattered to them so much because I don't think they really publicized that or anything on their social medias or anything. Um, but they really wanted that, which is cool. Also a reminder, we got married in August in Mesa, Arizona. So <laughs> knowing what I know now, I know that these people were like, no one else is gonna book this day. So we might as yeah. well get them in for, um, for a wedding at our place. And so, they offered us, I think originally $3,000. Um, and then they called me later and said we could do their, we could get married there for $2,500. Yeah, it's basically like, what are you willing to pay us? Yeah. It's like, like, we must have you. <laughs> it was crazy. And I know that they cost more now than they did before. I don't remember how much it was. Do you remember yeah. what uh, it said? No, they're starting. But, but I, now I've heard other brides have told me that their starting package is $15,000 for their starting all-inclusive yeah. package. I, that is wild. 
I don't know. I am thankful we already did this process. I pretty much wanted to say that just because you may be in a situation where you can take advantage of somebody that you know who has an inn that somewhere or just a property that has the space. I think you might as well if you have an opportunity like that. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess I can summarize my entire opinion on weddings, especially after going to dozens of them. Yeah. Is that your wedding does not need to be viewed as you putting on a show for other people. Correct. Uh, because that should be as far from what a met wedding ceremony is supposed to represent. Yeah. As could be. So you are there to commit your life to your spouse at that point. And everybody should be there to honor and celebrate that and commit to seeing you through that process yeah. and helping along the way and calling you out if you are not living up to the standard yeah. you're agreeing to. Yeah. So it is not, it's not a night at the club that we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And I really think, I really like how you said that. And it, to me, I, I thought this when we were getting married and then I was really battling thinking like, am I just being selfish? But I think I still think this as a wedding vendor and like having been to weddings and been a guest at a wedding and things like that, that exactly what you said, like this is not, I don't think that the wedding is for the guests. The wedding is for the union between you and your soon to be spouse and God. And so it's not for your guests, your guests come for you. Yeah. And so if they don't want to have that attitude, then they don't have to come. Because just as Josh said, they're there to hold you accountable to this position um, that you have agreed to hold, um, this union, this covenant. And so they're they're there to support that and honor that alongside you. So they're there for you. It's not the other way around. And so because they're there for you, you want, you want to be kind to them. These are the people that you love most. And so should you feed them? Yes. Should you, um, if it's hot outside, should you provide them an indoor space to cool down and some water and like, you know, things like that. Like, don't be rude to your own guests, but it's not for them. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to a specific point of how we save money is that you don't have to have an open bar. Uh -uh. All we did was champagne for toasts. Yeah. And there's something to attach to your guests guest list is if you are choosing people to invite and you know there's people that are going to be there because they're expecting an open bar because they're expecting to be served they don't have to be invited to your wedding yeah, it's okay and that i'm sure was a significant savings oh my gosh oh that. so much money that we saved but like if that's something that you want to have because i mean josh like i like Man, if we had like a margarita bar or something at our wedding, that kind of would have been sick. I think I kind of would have liked that. But that wasn't something that was worth it to, to us to have. I had been 21 for like two weeks when we got married. So neither, I don't, I think Josh's first sip of alcohol was the first toast at our wedding. Like just. I think that's true. <laughs> it was not enjoyable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the first time I was ever mad at my husband because <laughs> the hours into being married, we have a sip of our champagne for the toast and he makes this awful face. Like he's so grossed out. And I'm like, stop that. It's so rude. <laughs> you don't know that it's about the champagne. You could be making it like something else. I don't know. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Um, but yeah, so, okay. 
I mean, I regret a little bit all over the place, but um, overarching going into it is the wedding is not for your guests. It's to um, honor this covenant. Um, and so one way to look at that is you could remove alcohol or you could just have beer and wine. Um, like you don't need to go all out. You don't need to have an open bar. You could have a cash bar. You could do different things. And yeah, I've, I've heard people say like, oh, don't do a cash bar. That's so tacky because then your guests have to, it's like, whatever. They don't, then they don't need to have alcohol. Yeah, to, yeah. Like that's not, <laughs> they don't have that's, to. That's, no one's again, gonna... that's again, putting the focus back on the guests. Right. As if, as if you're doing this for them, which is another thing that I feel weird about. And this is a classic way almost everyone starts their speeches is to thank everybody for coming, which I understand. Yeah, I that, think that's nice. But it also seems backwards to the point of the day from my perspective mm. so it's like i feel like i should be thankful to the couple for for put hosting this like yeah. allowing me to be a part of it uh and it's just kind of counter counterintuitive to hi everybody we just spent twenty five thousand dollars thank you for coming yes like i've spent sixty dollars on your plate of food thank you for coming like that's, so that's, that's what i mean yeah. i can understand that but i think if you have the attitude of thank you like how we were just saying like they're there to hold you accountable to, to be witnesses to this covenant and everything then that is something to thank them for to come thank them for coming to your wedding if everybody there has that mindset if they're just there to, to be fed then uh -huh. thank you're welcome for inviting you <laughs> if yes. that's your attitude for, for being there and so i can understand what you're what you're saying i know i just realized i went nowhere near answering your question you initially asked me and uh, i am acknowledging that not to go back to it because i don't remember exactly what it was but <laughs> just to say nice. uh, my next point though is very related to that okay and i feel like i'm, I'm the things i'm saying are really like don't invite anyone to your wedding. <laughs> Josh which is not I, what I'm trying to say. I don't know if you can tell, but Josh uh, and I really love small weddings. Yes. We are intimate wedding photo and videographer. What I was going to say was the next major point of if you need to save money or reallocate funds because other things are more important, then you can have a smaller wedding. Right. Lower guest counts. And it is it's beautiful and so enjoyable and you really get time with the people that are there. Yeah. Uh, when you have twenty five people compared to if you have 200 people and you yeah. got to just wave at 90% of them and yeah. you don't get any actual exactly. interaction. So back to the original question of does my wedding have to be Pinterest worthy? Um, there's nothing wrong with having a beautiful wedding. Like as a photographer and videographer, obviously we really love yeah. beauty and we love getting to capture weddings for that, ha that have beautiful flowers and really unique um, decorations and um, just stuff like, and, and the dresses are yeah. all those sorts of things like that is really incredible. We love to capture that stuff. We're always amazed by it and impressed by well, it. Can I but say, if all of that stuff is really important to you, um, we totally respect that. Like that's your artistic eye and it's because you care about that, not because it's for your guests or for Instagram, then if that's something you care about, then yeah, you should have that. But then know that it's going to be crazy expensive unless you limit your guest count. Like that's just kind of the way that it is. It, whether you DIY stuff or not, it adds up so fast because like each place setting, like the more people you invite, the more place settings you need. Um, but yeah, would you, <laughs> I, I definitely, I love the 65 person wedding. Like I love the 30 person, uh, 30 guest count wedding. I think those are so great. Because, yeah, like you said, it's so much more personal in those relationships that you get to actually talk through. And all the guests get to meet each other and talk to everybody there uh, versus, like, you could be at the same wedding as somebody and have no idea. At so many of these yeah. weddings. 
But I also wanted to say that in reference to your wedding being beautiful, where you're going to find the most beauty in your wedding day is the joy that's expressed in the individuals that are there. Amen. And you being a part of it. Absolutely. That is, I mean, I've made a few dozen wedding videos now. Yeah. And the most beautiful and joyful part of going back through the wedding in video form is the smiles on people's faces when you can see the genuine enjoyment and excitement for what's going on. Yeah. Whether it's reactions to a speech or a dream dancing dancing with parents or first dance yeah uh, and any of those moments and we have seen like the most expensive like country club weddings with like wedding party and family members who are like drunk before the reception begins or who like give the most lackluster speeches because it's out of obligation who are truly just there to be served yeah. um and yeah, when we look at weddings and we're like, man, was that our favorite wedding? Like, was that the best wedding we've ever been to and shot? Our assessment of that is almost always, yeah, based off the couple because we love our couples and build relationships with them, but also largely to do with the guests and the wedding party and those people that are around them and how much joy and love that support them. And so sometimes it's really sad. We've, we've had couples who are like the sweetest couple who love the Lord, who um, are getting married for all the right reasons and then their families like don't get it and I completely completely understand that um, so that's it's so sad and so that might be a reason to cut your guest count like they I know and it's hard to like especially like I said we got married uh, really young and when you get married younger you I feel like you have a little bit less of a say or it could be harder to have as much of a say on your guest count because maybe your parents are paying for it or you're just used to being their child and so having to do what they say and it really depends a lot on your family dynamics and stuff but it can be really hard um because definitely one that that's one thing about our wedding is that we had a lot of friends that didn't get to come to our wedding because we could only have yeah. so many people because of the cost and because of the space that we had um and so there's a lot of people that we had to invite um, and then there was people that we wanted to invite that weren't able to be at our wedding. Um, so that's something that's kind of a bummer and definitely and was related to expenses and stuff. But another thing you can add to it to kind of counteract the maybe guilt or something associated with not inviting certain family members or whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, is you can always do a separate reception. Yeah. And even do just a potluck get together yeah. kind of thing where it is very low cost and everybody gets to be together and it'll still be a ton of fun yeah. and then everybody that you have ever known <laughs> can feel like they were a part yeah. of the day yeah that's uh, what and, we did in oregon which was so awesome yeah it was so fun and so i i love the idea of a potluck because yeah. everybody gets to really be a part of it and be excited that they got to you know serve something uh, but so we did an, an ultimate breakfast bar at our reception. <laughs> yes, yeah, so my, my mother-in-law is incredible um, and coordinated all of that. And there was just like pounds on pounds of pancakes. Yeah. And like, it was insane. It was so uh -huh. fun. And you guys, if you do this, this is so awesome because 
especially because I have a wonderful mother-in-law that I was so stressed. Being engaged was one of the most stressful seasons of my entire life, just with family drama and just the stress of planning a wedding itself and starting my first full-time job and still in middle school. It was absolutely insane. And so then we were also going to have a reception in Oregon the week after our wedding. And I told my mother-in-law, I said, go nuts. Like I want a bouncy castle and I want a breakfast for dinner. And you can go oh. crazy with it. And she was so sweet and worked and did all of that. And we just got to show up and we did a little vow renewal for the people that couldn't yeah. be, come to Arizona. Yeah. And we got to see so much family and people. And it was, it was really nice because it was like the fun of a wedding reception without any of the stress. Mm -hmm. um, something I would do differently for that is I would have spent a little bit more money on my dress because I just got like a little white sundress. I could have looked nicer, I think. I think I could have had more fun with that. I was just like yeah. pinching pennies everywhere. Sure. I think I would like to talk about um, where I regret pinching pennies and where I would have um, spent less money and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, please take it away. <laughs> uh, definitely last thing though on that is if you're getting married across distances, and I'm sure most people do this anyway, but you can really do a similar reception kind of party in both places so yeah. that everybody gets to be involved yeah. and don't have to feel bad about not having people, well, first make the investment to travel all the distance. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And also, like, not only if you're getting married in different states, but if you want to have a small intimate ceremony or like elopement or micro wedding or whatever, then you don't have to feel guilty about not inviting people because you just have a potluck later and it'll be so much fun and it's it's the best and I'm, you will definitely have a bouncy castle yeah so. absolutely <laughs> um but yeah i think we we said that throughout planning the wedding but like i said we didn't have as much control over a wedding as we would have liked to have had <sighs> sorry uh, um yeah. but um we said this while we were planning it and i think we've still both agree that if we could do it again we would um have had a micro wedding like really small just close for closest friends and uh immediate family and then had a party later because our ceremony was the most important part to us so oh and i would also say too when we're talking about guests and then i'll get to the other stuff i was going to say but when we're talking about guests and feeling guilty and things like that people are always going to make you feel guilty people are always going to be upset that they weren't invited or like maybe you only invited them to the ceremony or only invited them to the reception. Like, you know what? It's one of their business. It Weddings are so ridiculously expensive that for the cost alone, everybody should understand that it's okay. I didn't get invited. I understand that it's expensive. I still yeah. want to support you and love on you from afar on your wedding day. And I can't wait to see you when you get back from your honeymoon and let's go out to dinner and I want to see you and I want to hear all about it. And I just want to love you and pray for you and encourage you in a difficult season of planning a wedding. But if they make it about them, then that's their problem and it's not yours. Because for guests and non-guests alike, it is not about them. It is about your union um, with each other and with the Lord. Um, so I know that that can be so hard. I am a recovering people pleaser. Um, it is so difficult to let people down and make them have the potential of feeling unloved, but that's not your responsibility. So just hear me when I say you have permission to not take responsibility for their emotions yes. when they don't get invited to your wedding. Yes. You are not responsible for anybody else's emotions. 
and don't try and take on the emotions of a hundred people yeah. leading up to your it's wedding day. It's way too much. And I remember one thing about, uh, one thing that my, my uh, mom really wanted us to have a after wedding brunch the day after our wedding. Oh yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, and so um, this, it's pretty common. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily traditional, um, I know, like my aunt, she was like, I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> and But I know other people do that, and it's pretty common. But Josh and I, we waited till our wedding night, you know? So we were like, you know what? We just want to go to our wedding night, and then we want to leave for our honeymoon the next day, and we just want to go and have that week just for us. We will have just seen so many people and had all of that emotional overload of seeing all those people who we love dearly but I just don't want to like do this the next day. And Josh was like, absolutely not. We are not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so my mom didn't really understand that. And she was like, well, all these people are coming to see you and then they're not really you know, at a wedding. You're not really gonna be able to talk to them that much, but they're coming to see you. And that was something that was really hard for me because I really felt like I was letting people down. So fortunately I talked to my aunt, like I just mentioned, she was like, I've never heard of that before. No, go on your honeymoon. I don't need to see you. <laughs> so that was, that was very nice. Thank the Lord for Aunt Debbie. She's wonderful. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, but that was something that I told my mom. I was like, and I think that this is true. So you can take this little nugget with you, friend. Um, <laughs> they're not coming to see you. They're coming for the wedding. And so, everybody and their brother understands that you don't go to a wedding thinking you're going to get a ton of quality time with the bride and groom. That's not how it works. That is never how it works unless you have a 12 per 12 guest wedding. Um, in which case, awesome. But otherwise, if you're just having a normal wedding, no one thinks they're going to get all this quality time with you. They're not having an expectation. And so you can let that expectation go on yourself. So, um, yeah, let me just tell you right now, my DMs are open. If you just want to like message me and say like, hey, I have this pressure. I feel like I'm letting some, somebody down at my wedding because I'm not doing this or I am doing this. Just uh, message me and I will message you back and I'll say, nope, you have permission. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't nice. feel like you have to. You are obligation free. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you, friend. Check that place out. Um, oh, cool house. Uh, just a reminder that we're driving on a road. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so. Well, I was thinking this. Okay. If you don't like this idea, I was just like, this is a car conversation. We're rolling all over. So what <laughs> if we just go through the normal, typical vendors that are associated with a wedding and talk about what we did and how you could adjust kind of thing? Okay, yeah, for sure. We can do that. Um, let me start that conversation by saying that we are wedding vendors and we understand the value of being a wedding vendor any wedding vendor and the value they bring to the table um i would start any conversation about do i want to invest in this in a vendor in this wedding vendor at all or a more expensive wedding vendor um before talking about any of them i just want to preface by saying your priorities are your priorities and so obviously josh and i i'm a photographer josh is a videographer and a lot of our couples I mean, all of our couples they wouldn't hire us if they didn't care about photo and video um, we're not as cheap as we used to be. We have, uh, as we've increased our value, we've increased our prices accordingly. Uh, and so we offer a really incredible experience. And so our couples that hire us, they want a really incredible experience and really incredible photos and video uh, and someone to support them in the whole process. Um, but there are brides out there who they don't care. They're like, I, I just need to show up for the ceremony and do some family pictures and then just like a couple pictures of us together and then you're good to go. Only like two and a half hours. And I'm like, you know, I am not the photographer for you and that is a-okay. And so um, that is true across all wedding vendors. And so there were some things that we didn't really care about 
and we didn't really spend money on. And there's things that I wish we did and there's things that I'm glad we didn't um, and stand by it. But what my what might not be a priority to us might be a priority for you. But across the board, there's always ways to save money. Um, but I wouldn't suggest pinching pennies on the things that you care about most. So if you care about most your wedding dress, then I wouldn't suggest spending $20,000 on a wedding dress, but that doesn't mean you need to buy one off Facebook marketplace to pinch pennies when that's something that you really, really care about. Because I can't tell you what your priorities are when it comes to your wedding day. Only you can, you and your, you and your soon to be spouse deciding on those things together. And so just know that when we talk about, um, how to pinch pennies and save money on these different, uh, vendors, I don't want it to sound like we're undervaluing those vendors because I wouldn't want other vendors to do that towards the photography industry or like us or anything like that. So hopefully that's clear. Um, but that's my little, my little preface to that okay. conversation. Yes. Okay. Well said. Idea. Well, yes. or question. Would you rather start with, I was thinking we either start with least likely things to bring to your wedding and work our way up to what almost everybody does or um, inverse. Uh, we can try. Yeah, sure. I don't care. We can do it that way. And then if we, I don't know, we don't have an order mapped out because we're doing this on the fly. <laughs> well, but... what I'm thinking of is the beer burrow. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was awesome though. But... We shot a wedding. We've done a couple uh, where they have a little uh, mule, like a, yeah. like a little baby donkey. It's so cute. And then it's got um, coolers on the side. They, it gives it like a flower crown and it's so cute. And then it's got little coolers on the side that like it has... Um, a guy that walks around with it and then hands out beer to the guests during the cocktail hour. So fun, such a cute photo op. Obviously you don't need that. I guess there's kind of several things that fit in this category that are- Bouncing castle. That are only, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only at like 20% of weddings maybe, uh, any of these things, which okay. would be yeah, like bouncing, bouncing castle because they make wedding specific ones yeah, that are white so and pretty. Yeah, so cool. Instagram, uh, jump into bliss. I'd be jumping to Bliss AZ, but that's an yeah. Arizona bouncy castle. It's a white bouncy castle. It's so cool. I It's awesome. <laughs> what about, what about uh, photo booths? Those photo are pretty booths? common. Those are like 50% okay. of so the time. So photo booths, I think, are cool. Um, so let's talk about really quick. Um, uh, I see a helicopter. It's so low. Interesting. Um, what is the... Oh, favors. I couldn't think of the word. Wedding favors. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, people don't usually take wedding favors, which is sad because let me tell you, Josh and I made mixed CDs for our wedding favors, which is by far my favorite wedding favor I've ever seen at any wedding. I think we nailed it. Um, I didn't really think that um, some people have brand new cars and we are not those people. And so they don't have CD players in their cars. There's or like cars Netflix. without CD players? Yeah, honey. What? I know, it's weird. Okay, we made about a hundred of these CDs though and left with I think, probably like 80. Yeah, so if you're friends with us and you're over some time and you want a, a mixed CD, we will happily give you one. Um, but yeah, so anyways, it was really cool, but not that many people took them. And so if you do wedding favors, don't have them on a table to the side, put them on the place settings so people know to take them. Yes, and have a little thing attached to it that says, please take me. Yes. In some way. Take me home tonight. Uh. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so either that or, but I think that in place of wedding favors, doing a photo booth is actually a good idea because then they have something to take home that has your names on it from the wedding. Um, yeah. And then it's photos of themselves or a photo with you. Um, I think that's really cute and it's a fun activity during the cocktail hour and reception. So it's yeah. not only an activity, but it's also um, a um, a favor to take home. So yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. It's a combo. Yeah, so I like it. There um, a lot of the or a couple ones that we recommend to our couples are like three hundred dollars for 
uh, a few hours. So it's not like the craziest expense. Yeah. Um, we didn't have one at our wedding, but I think it's pretty cool. Considering I, it's I love being able to take photo booth yeah. strip home after a wedding. It's yeah, great. It's fun. And you can really see it. It's not just like a little knickknack that yeah. gets there's definitely drawer. some that are very pixelated and poor quality um yeah, and yeah. there's some that are really high quality the mirror booth ones there's az mirror booth and then another one magic mirror photo booth and um, those are the two i recommend and they're really high quality and really nice ladies so i'm Perfect. giving vendor shout outs i didn't yeah. know i was gonna do that yeah okay so you different category is the uh combo of the wedding favors with the photo booth yeah but then there's those other things that are kind of like fun add-ons that really you should only consider if you get to the end of your budget and you have extra. It's, it's still possible, yeah. Okay, like what? Uh, well, that like we already talked oh, about okay, the okay, gotcha. bouncy house and oh, another great one though we've seen recently that I think would be really cool. I don't know. I actually don't know if I think it'd be really cool. Okay. I like the idea, but it seems hard to it? actually go back through. Is those uh, voicemail things? Oh yeah, where, yeah, yeah. So it's a little phone with a recorder, so everybody just leaves a message for you. Yes, and then it's you called, get to take it. It's called Hold the Phone. Okay. Um, it's super cool. Yeah, it's a vintage phone you pick up. And then these lapel mics that we're recording on, um, have, it's called Tascam. That's the type of recorder. And it's literally the same thing that's plugged into it, um, which is cool. So you're getting high quality recordings. And I think this is really cool. The coolest thing that they do, um, these companies, is upon request, they will put it all of these recordings onto a record player. Or not a record player, a record um, to be put in a record player. Be, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they'll put like a cute photo as like the center of it. And I just think that is so cool, especially if you have a record player. So you it's have true. like this vinyl and then you can listen to it and it's special. And like, I mean, you think about like your grandparents at your wedding and then they leave a voicemail saying that they love you and they're so happy for you and leaves a piece of wedding advice or of marriage advice. And then your grandparents pass away and then you have their voice forever saved on that. I could cry. Oh, that's yeah. Very so, true. All right. You, really awesome. You convinced me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, it's not a necessity. Okay. A handwritten note from your grandma is also beautiful. Um, so there's lots of cool things. Wedding industry is a really fun industry, industry to work in. There's so many unique opportunities and, and ideas and vendors. Um, none of it's mandatory. <laughs> none of it. You can have the most simple wedding ever and sure. it'll still be incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, maybe next most common I'm thinking is flowers. Unless oh, you have a different idea. Um, no, you can just shout out whatever and I'll talk about it. Um, so flowers, yes, flowers are so beautiful. It totally depends how much you care about it. For me, I wanted it to look beautiful, but I wasn't, I didn't want to invest a lot of money into it because I didn't care that much. And so when Hobby Lobby has 50% off flowers, which is like once a month, um, and my mother-in-law, who gets another shout out, um, also bought um, my the flowers for my wedding bouquet, which was super nice. So the flowers at our wedding, okay, so we went super simple on the centerpieces, literally did not care about the centerpieces. The venue provided bird cages, which I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. The candles in the middle of the bird cages, and then we got these um, 12 foot wreaths, or not wreaths, garlands from Hobby Lobby, and they're just like eucalyptus looking wreath, uh, garlands. And then I cut them in half, and they perfectly wrapped around the bird cages. And so it was like a little wreath around a bird cage, um, and I got those when they were on sale. So then each one was probably like six to $10 or something. Um, and then my bouquet was massive, you guys. I stinking love my bouquet. It's so beautiful. Um, and she still has it. And I it. still have it because- it's unkillable. It's unkillable and I kill plants. 
Um, but yeah, flowers dry up and they wither away and they die. You can get your flowers preserved. If you're spending money on your flowers, um, I would definitely recommend spending a little bit more and preserving them afterwards. Otherwise you just, I feel like that's kind of a waste. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We do take beautiful uh, photos of the flowers. So you can have those to look back on, but I don't know. There's something really special about the bouquet. I just love that. So that's up to you. You don't have to preserve it, but I like it. So anyways, yes, we got silk flowers, got all different types. They were all half off and pieced together a beautiful bouquet, uh, wrapped together floral wire, wrapped it with that green fl floral tape and then like hot glued it and then wrapped it in, um, I think it was, I was going to use ribbon. And then one of my bridesmaids kept what was, uh, trimmed off of their dress, their bridesmaid's dress when they got it hemmed and she gave it to me. And so I used that to wrap my bouquet. So it matched the, the bridesmaid's dresses, which was, which was fun. So then I wrapped it and then put a little bit of twine around it because it was 2018. Um, and so I had a little bit of twine and uh, <laughs> yeah, just a little no bit. No longer, the twine, touch. twine is gone. No, twine's out, twine's out. Uh, it depends on the twine, but yeah, yeah no, not, not, not that kind of twine. Huh. Anyways, so yeah, it was beautiful. And then I later bought a little vase from Ikea and I put my bouquet in it and it has that on our bookshelf for almost four years. And so I, love it. And I think that silk flowers are great depending on how much you care about flowers. Um, and then for the bridesmaids, they have little wimpy bouquets, I'm going to be honest. So they just, they have like bushels of flowers. We got an individual bushel of white flowers that I had a couple of those in my bouquet and then wrapped those in twine. And then they just held that and they were super small, kind of dinky, honestly. Um, but beautiful. they were great and just simple and like the girls didn't care. It was just a simple white bouquet. They're bridesmaids flowers. They don't need to be crazy at all. Um, so yeah. So what I originally wanted to do, um, because in my mind, when we were planning our wedding originally, I wanted it to be like in a forest and I wanted it to be very eclectic, um, like fairyland, not like fairyland, but just like a whole a, a petting zoo. Well, released. no, no. Um, but I wanted to be in a forest and just be like nature, beautiful, whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to just go and like pick flowers the morning of my wedding and put together bouquets with the, with the bridesmaids. Um, and I've actually since seen a bride do that and they turned out so beautiful. And I'm like, that is what I wish I did, but that would, would not have worked in Mesa. And yeah, I just would not have worked out. So it's okay. Um, but that is another idea. You could like pick fresh flowers. Um, or we helped our friend Danny and Carlos with their flowers. They had a COVID wedding, so their wedding got like shut down and it ended up being an incredible day. One of the reasons why we're like, oh my gosh, people need to do micro weddings, they're amazing. So it was just like their wedding party and Josh was um, the best man. Mm -hmm. You were the best man. And Blessed I man. did video for the wedding. Um, and so we were there at the Airbnb with them and then they got Trader Joe's flowers and we put them together and it was beautiful and awesome and not expensive because it's just Trader Joe's flowers. And I've seen lots of brides do that and it's great. Like they've got beautiful white roses and eucalyptus like all the time. So that's another recommendation for flowers. Um, otherwise, yeah. um, other ways, if you want to hire a florist, you could um, repurpose bridesmaids bouquets into centerpieces for the reception. You do not have to have a crazy floral piece at your, um, ceremony at the Arch. A lot of people do that. It's beautiful. It costs a lot of money, so you don't have to do that. Um, 
skip boutonnieres. Boutonnieres die instantly. The groomsmen crush them. They look so sad <laughs> by the end of the day. Don't don't even bother. Wait, well, I did a wedding in April where the boutonnieres were just a shotgun shell. Okay, that was sweet. With, with pompous grass yeah, attached like to it. Yeah, like dried florals, yeah. That if you can do something where it's going to survive, yeah. it's cool. So silk flowers or dried florals are both really good options for that, especially if you're getting married in the summertime. So that was another reason too I didn't do real flowers is because we were getting married. It was 106 degrees outside. So I did not want anything that was going to just wither away by the time the ceremony started. I don't, so. so yeah, that's a great point. I really think you should do some some kind of thing for the boutonnieres though, because you get great pictures like of mom putting- That's true. The, okay, okay. I, when I say no boutonnieres, I mean it for the groomsmen. I think it looks nice on the groom to have a boutonniere on the groom, okay, but I don't groom. think the groomsmen need them. Up to you. Yeah, up to you is correct. Um, so yeah, and then any other thoughts on flowers? Um, don't know. I'm sure I'll think of something later, but yeah. Sure. Just you do whatever you want to. We did uh, a wedding not too long ago where only the bride had a bouquet and the bridesmaids didn't have a bouquet. Um, she, the bride did not care. And so I did not care. So nobody cared. So it just is whatever you care about. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. I thought you remind me, bridesmaids, you kind of addressed the dress a little bit already. I don't know if you want to say something more, but we've been loving the weddings where the bridesmaids just choose dresses within a certain color scheme yeah and i'm sure that's a means of helping your bridal party save money yeah uh that's not necessarily directly related to you but yeah. it's cool when the dresses are a variety it's even it's awesome like seeing dresses that were not intended to be bridesmaids dresses as the bridesmaid dresses mm. i think that's really cool i remember i was just talking to one of my former bridesmaids about this because uh, our goal was we went to david's bridal with the girls and they were supposed to pick out something that because they have so many options that are similar but different and oh also azazi and birdie gray are two online um bridesmaid dress websites and those are really great and easy to use so i would recommend that david's bridal um i feel like they're not the nicest people now i've not had good experiences with them which is kind of a bummer i hope they're not all like hey, that there's, but yeah there's a, there's a lot of places yeah. you can't make they just things. have like you only get like 30 minutes to shop and that is especially when you're doing bridesmaids like, how do you do that? How is that possible? It I did not know it, about this. That sounds very stressful. It was so <laughs> stressful. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it wasn't the most enjoy enjoyable experience. Uh, yeah. Anyways, skipping ahead. But anyway, so we all went and they were all going to pick out something with a different top, but then they were all going to be like empire waist, chiffon, whatever, similar bottoms to the dress. So it, looked, so it looked cohesive, but everyone could pick out something that was flattering to them because all the girls had different like body shapes and sizes and stuff. And they all loved the same top. And so we said, okay, great. Uh, and so they all got this like one shoulder, beautiful floral thing. Oh, great. They all looked fabulous. I was like yeah. jealous of how good my bridesmaids looked <laughs> on my wedding day. <laughs> I was like, what the heck, you guys? Hey, girl, they couldn't, they couldn't compete with you. Oh, no sure. Oh, sure. Uh, and then wedding dress. Yep. Talk about that really quick. So I got my wedding dress. Okay, so I actually got multiple wedding dresses. Um, one, my girls in the Bible study that I was leading took me to last chance one day before we were even engaged just to try on wedding dresses for fun okay so that was such a fun day with my girls they were so sweet made me feel so special and we tried on all these dresses and the last dress that i tried on fit me like a freaking glove it was so beautiful i was obsessed with it um ended up not wearing it my mom uh wanted to take me shopping and so i went shopping with her i was like i'm still gonna get the dress or use the dress that i already got um, but then we went shopping and then she wanted to buy me a dress. Like she, she wanted to have that experience, I think. Um, and then I found a dress that was similar, but different and it was beautiful. Um, 
and that was the dress that I ended up going with and it was really cool and oh I got I forgot what I was saying so first of all last chance this dress was a hundred dollars um so that was awesome okay like so cool it did not look like it has ever been worn so don't be afraid to, to look secondhand like okay if that if you don't care that much or even if you do look around a little bit you never know what you're gonna find um because this dress is stunning and i used it for a really like just a little style shoot with a friend that modeled for me but I, i'm still saving it to use for another gorgeous style shoot but yeah anyways um the where i ended up getting the dress that i wore was at brilliant bridal which i recommend to all my brides and it is such they're so friendly there um, i bought my dress off the rack so um it's not like um okay like love bridal is another uh shop that i would recommend it's be they have beautiful dresses they're just a little bit out of like what would be my price range um if i was buying a wedding dress again but um yeah so they the way that works at love bridal is like you go there's all these dresses that you can try on and then you find the ones that you like and then they order the dress and then have it shipped to you and then you get it altered so that will usually make the process last longer and so like if you're having a short engagement which shout out to our christian couples how short engagements um, yep. <laughs> that's another way to save money uh you spend less money if you've got less time to spend it so hey oh um but yeah anyways so brilliant bridal and other bridal shops like this you can buy you buy your dress off the rack so i took my dress with me that day and then they recommended a seamstress who was super affordable um and my dress originally had straps at the time i wanted strapless which i regret that um <laughs> but um, it had like these straps on it and so the seamstress took off the straps so it was strapless and then used that to make appliques on my veil so that my veil around all the edges have the same like lace embroidery as my dress did and it was so beautiful and she made handmade the veil uh for a hundred dollars and then did all of the um uh tailoring um for the dress and everything so in total my dress and my veil cost a thousand dollars which is awesome so i definitely recommend places like brilliant bridal if not brilliant bridal um, there's a location in Arizona, in Denver, and I think there's one in Idaho, but maybe I'm just thinking that because we're in Idaho right now. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> Everything's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so dress and then That's ha cool. hair and makeup. Oh. I'm still going. I'm on a roll, baby. Okay, Is that okay? okay. You're, yeah, this episode's pretty easy for me. Carry okay. on. <laughs> so hair and makeup. I did not spend any money on my hair and makeup. Um, my One of my bridesmaids, I was fortunate enough to have a bridesmaid who is a hairstylist, and so um, she did my hair. Um, I'm actually really picky about my hair, so I do wish I would have done my hair myself. You know what? Can I pause you? Since I've just been chilling and listening for so long. Yeah, of course. Let me say to the ladies before you go on this, that women, you are beautiful, and what I don't want you to do, <laughs> what you should not want to do yourself is, is change drastically how you look the day of your wedding oh that's good because because you are a beautiful creation you're going to be exuding so much joy throughout the day of your wedding and it's going to be amazing to look at and you do not need to stress significantly over what you're investing in someone coming to change up the look of your face yeah I, you should be happy with how you, how you look and invest in it of course if you want to 
but I don't think you'd need to do something dramatically different than normal. Right. So like if day. you regularly do makeup and you want to like step it up a little bit for your wedding, I think that that makes sense and I like that. If you don't ever wear makeup and then you bring in somebody who does heavy full coverage makeup, crazy eye look on your wedding day, I've seen it and it's sad and I'm glad when you cry it away. Like I'm, I'm glad it washes off when you cry. <laughs> like it's too much because it doesn't look like you. And so um, it depends. And like I said, some girls that's like, they do the full coverage more often. And so that's not like a huge stretch on their wedding day to do that. And it fits them because it kind of like matches their personality and the things that they like. So that is a good fit. So oh, I just, work? yeah, just want to say that remember women, you are the pinnacle of God's creation when it comes to beauty. So you do not need to be trying to make huge changes to the way you look. Nice. That's what I want to say. Beautiful. Enjoy the wedding day. He's All right, a, tell he, us some more. He's a sweetie. Um, so yeah, so I wish I would have just done my own hair because I'm a little bit picky about it. Um, but I bought hair extensions online for cheap sauce and they were cheap sauce. They were supposed to be real hair and they weren't, they were plastic and they wouldn't curl. So they were useless. Um, <laughs> so I do wish instead of spending money on a hairstylist cause I thankfully am, I am good at doing hair so I can do my own hair pretty well. I wish I would have used that money to buy nice hair extensions. So I think I would have felt more bridal, um, looking at like my photos and like on the wedding day, if I had, um, like fuller hair with extensions, I think I would have really liked that, especially because I really like hair and that's kind of my thing. Um, and then I do think that if we had the budget for it, that I would have liked to do well, no, I was going to say that I would like to do like pay for makeup, but then Juliana did such a good job on my makeup. I really liked how my makeup looked on my wedding day. So that was good. Um, but I do, I, I kind of bring that up because I just felt like I, I felt like I wasn't allowed to spend money on my hair and makeup. Like no one really told me that except for that I was just supposed to be as cheap as possible for my wedding was kind of the message that I got. And so I just felt like it wasn't worth it at all. And I don't think that that's true. I think for, if for no other reason, it would have made me feel more beautiful on my wedding day, just to feel like I got to have a little bit of extra like hair and makeup. Because for me, there's no other time in my life that I would do that. Like pay to get professional hair and makeup done. That's a good and point. If there was any yeah. day that I was going to do it, it was going to be on my wedding day and I didn't do it. And so I kind of do wish that I put a little bit of money into that. Cause my mom, like my mom took me to get my nails done. Um, and so I got the, this like dip French nails, whatever. And I don't, I wish I would have bought my $6 press on nails that I always get. That is more me. And I like those so much and would have saved like 30 bucks and then could put that towards something else. And so that's again, just like an allocation of money and things that you actually care about. I would have felt much, I would have felt better if I just used that money towards hair extensions or something that would have been something I cared about more when it came to the way that I look on the wedding day. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been that. Um, okay, what else? Do you wanna give me another suggestion? Okay, well, I'm going to go on to videography, I think. Okay. Because it's not quite, it's definitely, more popular more and more as time goes by but not not as common as photography yeah uh so really what i wanted to say is that i love the job that i get to do and it's incredible my favorite part is the emotion of the speeches and vows yeah. and the things that you're which kind of contradicts what i said about the uh, voicemail thing recording earlier yeah <laughs> so so i just love the emotion of loved ones that's left in the wedding day and then I get the honor of going through all that. 
And you will never regret having, oh, I guess, okay. I, I want to say if you'll you never regret it. If you hire Josh, <laughs> you will never regret it. I've, I've seen wedding videos that people may have regretted investing in, but, <laughs> but not entirely because you still have that content available, yeah. at least something to look at. But I want to say you'll never regret hiring me, and there's plenty of other very skilled, practiced, talented uh capable wedding Josh videographers. Josh just happens to also be one of those people. I try my best. <laughs> I practice regularly. Yes. Uh, anyway, you do not have to have this fancy wedding day compilation film made. You will not regret having it though. You will love having it and you will watch it over and over and over. But what you do need if you are going to go away from the route of an actual wedding videographer is you need to designate somebody with some sort of capable camera or a iPhone with available storage for what's going to take place and a tripod to move around throughout the day because you want to be able to look back at your whole wedding ceremony. Stick a camera in the back and someone to make sure it's going. You want to be able to listen to the entirety of the speeches that are given to you. You want to be able to watch your first dance, your dances with the parents. Those big moments, you're going to want to be able to look back at that even if you don't, aren't so concerned about looking back at the whole day in a compilation style with this very fancy classic wedding film. But you're going to be able to, want to be able to look back on those moments. And that doesn't have to cost very much. You just need to find somebody who's available for that time. Uh, even if it's just one of your friends or family members and designate them to do that. That is basically the extent of what I wanted to say about that videography. semi truck driver with like 18 cars in the back had his phone like was texting on his phone while he was driving that'd be a lot of car crashes if he oh goes down. my gosh okay sorry um yes yeah. I love everything you just said that is awesome cool and that's it for me <laughs> I'm out um, uh, but we still have DJ yeah we DJ. already hit venue that would be the most like everybody has to have a venue of some sort right. though I think we talked about that enough. I think we did too. so we've got DJ and then photography is all I've got in my mind okay so DJ so what we did for our wedding worked out so unbelievably well yeah thanks Tommy thank you Tommy so my sweet friend Tommy um, who man Graduating college sucks. People you get to not see as often. Ugh, I loved college. Anyways, so Tommy was one of my closest friends in college. Uh, we were in speech and debate together, and so obviously he was a great speaker and just a really funny, energetic guy. And I, all I did was ask him to make the announcement when, like, we were doing our grand entrance, and then to announce when the next, like, speeches are and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I did not understand that it was going to be more work than that. Um, but our sweet friend Tommy just stayed up there like at his little table and was just legit like the MC the whole night and made all the announcements and like kept things moving and he had never done it before and he did such a good job and we were so thankful for him and then for the music we took time and we looked through Spotify and we created a playlist for the cocktail hour and we created a playlist for open dancing and we created a playlist that was um, the specific songs for our first dance and parent dances and such. And honestly, some DJs that you pay for, they have you do that anyways. And so um, that is what we did. And I went through in detail. I even organized the playlist, like the open dancing playlist. So you don't just put it on shuffle. It was like in the order I wanted it to play. 
um, because I'm like that. Um, <laughs> and because we were just having a friend go up there, so we didn't want to. Yeah, that's correct. Extra. We were, we were kind of the DJ with the assistance of Tommy. Yeah, yeah. So, D yeah, we DJed and, like, got it all prepped, and then he emceed it. And he did such a good job. And so there's something to be said about having a really good DJ who you know is going to do really well. Keep the keep your reception running on time. Um, play the music that you actually want to be played. Um, and have the right kind of energy for your day. We've seen DJs who, this is like the perfect fit for some people. This is like not our personalities at all, but it, they were like really showy. Like one guy like <laughs> blew fire, like it was insane. Um, and it's really, really cool. But that's something that we feel like wouldn't be, we, would, we wouldn't want people leaving our reception thinking about the DJ. We want them to think about like the speeches and the fun they had dancing with their friends and just stuff like that from the reception, not the DJ. So, but that's really, it was really cool and he played fun games and stuff and so if you want like entertainment because you know your guests aren't really like dancers and so you want to have entertainment then that might be something that you want to invest in um so again it all goes back to what you want and what's your priority but if you just want somebody who is going to play the music that you want to play like you want to organize the music yourself then hey you can do that and if you want just, you have a friend that you can trust to be appropriate and to say the things that you want to say and then to just keep it on schedule then I personally don't think that you have to hire a DJ. I do recommend that you give your friend a nice gift um, and make them feel very loved as best you can. Um, and that you go into it understanding what we didn't is that it's gonna be more work than, like I, I told Tanya, I was like, you're a guest, like I want you to have fun, just like run up to the mic at this time. And I'll like let you know if something changes or anything like that. And then it just was so, there was just so much that needed to be announced, I guess. I don't even, I don't know. And maybe he just wanted to go above and beyond. Probably did. He's Tommy. He does. Um, but yeah, he, he was up at that table pretty much the whole time. And, and he got to eat everything, but it wasn't like he was just a guest. He worked our wedding for sure. And it was so kind of yeah. him. So just understand that going into it. It's not like they get to be a guest at the reception and the same for as if he's working. So, or she's working. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you don't have a friend who's trustworthy to do that, then don't just trust anybody. I think it's an important job at our reception for, for sure. Also, DJs do work ceremonies as well. And so if you need that during your ceremony, then keep that in mind. Uh, for our ceremony, our officiant did a great job. Um, so he was able to make the announcements that were needed and everything like that. And then the music, uh, one of our groomsmen played guitar um during the processional and then i don't know if music even played when we left it was supposed to but i don't think it did i don't remember and that's probably because we didn't have a dj so just keep that in mind but whatever yeah we were, we were so excited we were running away from our ceremony and we got to kiss for the first time in like a month so <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's another story but it's very valuable just doesn't have to be the craziest investment yeah, yeah. so yeah and then Lastly, photography, I'm sure there's other stuff, but uh, we've been talking forever, so I, I would like to wrap it up. Yeah. Photography, you're, you're not gonna get any other answer from me than you should invest in photography. It is the one thing that you really get to take away from your wedding day, um, besides video, and- Well, I like to say, these are the only things you're gonna take from your wedding day besides your spouse. Yeah, well, 
true. Um, <laughs> I think that puts in the value into perspective. Yeah. Is every, sure. Everything else stays there or gets eaten or yeah, something. Yeah, eaten or shrivels away um, or forgotten. Yeah, so it's so special. Um, I always tell our couples, like, you are trusting us to capture your wedding day through our eyes. And so that is such a huge responsibility that we take really seriously. Um, the day goes by so fast. Everyone will tell you that and there's no better way to describe it besides it just goes so stinking fast. And to be able to look back at it and say like, oh my gosh, it was such a blur. I like, can hardly remember it. It just happened so quickly. And then to have the photos and to have the video to relive it is so special and a video yeah it's optional but it's so incredible to relive your day and like experience all the emotions that you won't necessarily be able to do through photo i hope so that's my goal as a photographer is that you do but video is just next level it's crazy but <laughs> you can't frame a video and put it on a wall you can't put a video in a scrapbook like that's photos printed photos are forever type of thing that's why we have photos <laughs> that are decades and decades old is because they are just for forever and so that's something that's so special that medium hasn't changed and probably won't change just having a printed photo and so um i want all of my couples i want all couples to be able to have that um and it's not just about the photos either um a wedding photographer is one of the most involved uh vendors for your day and so we help planning your photo timeline in detail. When I say photo timeline, that is just like a more specific version of your greater timeline. So where, well, we didn't talk about wedding planners. We'll talk about that in a second. But a oh, wedding yeah. planner might say, uh, here's your timeline from, okay, you arrive at the venue at this time, you get ready at this time, um, ceremonies at this time, cocktail hour, reception at that time, and then we leave. And then I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna say, okay, we're arriving at this time. You need to be done getting ready at this point. Uh, at this time, we're gonna take, uh, bridesmaids in their robes photos and then five minutes later i'm gonna do details photos and then 30 minutes later we're gonna do you getting your dress on and yeah. then 10 she will give later. you such peace of mind or any, <laughs> any other photographer who is as who prepared and talented practiced as taylor ray will help you beyond your comprehension with the day going well well thanks yeah and, and it that there's a lot of photographers who do this i know there's also a lot of photographers who, even if they're really talented, like take beautiful photos, they don't help you with your timeline in great detail. Um, and that is something that like, you're missing out on if you're not getting with like, you need to ask them to do that um, if they don't already, um, or ask them if they do the same that they do, because it is, it is so helpful and we never make a wedding run late and photographers like, notoriously make weddings run late, but we have it planned in such great detail it would be like impossible for us to be responsible for making it run late unless i just like threw out my own schedule like i wouldn't do that um so anyways that's really helpful and then i i know so well how uncomfortable it is to have a camera in my face like i don't like it i don't feel comfortable in front of a camera i rarely feel pretty in photos and so i know what those insecurities feel like and i know what it feels like when there's someone who's holding the camera who makes me feel loved and makes me feel good about myself and it makes me not be focused on the camera, but just in experiencing joy in the moment. And so um, that's what I do for my couples. And there's not all photographers do that. And so a, a lot of couples, they go to their wedding day and they're like, oh, we're so excited to get married, but we're so dreading those photos. And my couples, don't, they don't have to feel that way because they know what they're gonna get with me. And so 
Um, am I hiding myself up a little bit? Maybe, <laughs> oops. But um, it's not just me, there are other photographers like this, but these are things that you should be looking for um, because it's not just about the photos, it's about a lot more than that. Um, so to me, I don't understand it being optional. For our wedding, um, before we really understood this, I was a photographer, but not a wedding photographer, and I didn't understand the difference between a photographer and a wedding photographer, like a portrait photographer versus a wedding one. Um, and it is different for the reasons I just mentioned, like, can you have a photographer who takes really beautiful photos? Yes. And so our friend take, took really beautiful photos and that was awesome. And he was also really encouraging throughout the day and asked me if I needed anything and it was so sweet. But then they didn't, just because they didn't know it wasn't their fault. Like we asked our friends to shoot our wedding, um, knowing they were wedding photographers. And so they didn't know or weren't as helpful as a professional wedding photographer would have been when all of these family members were like, oh, we want photos, we want photos, we want photos. So then family photos went on for like 45 minutes and it should not have been that long. And um, then we only got to take so many photos for the romantics, we probably had like 10 minutes of that. And then somebody came and told me that our music wasn't playing during the cocktail hour. So then I started to have like an anxiety attack and I was like, my guests are having a horrible time and I was so concerned about them. And like, like we said at the beginning, it's not about your guests. And I should have had like a professional wedding vendor there saying, don't worry about it. That's not your responsibility. Just have fun, enjoy this time. You're never gonna get this back. Um, and I didn't have that. And I was really stressed. So I was like, no, 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 we'll just cut it short. We'll just cut it short. Um, and so they listened to the bride, like they were, that was okay. Our bride wants to cut it short. So we're going to do what the bride says, which is so nice that I've learned as a wedding vendor, the bride is not always right. Like if she's panicking or if she's just concerned about the guests, like I had one of my first weddings, which I, these photos will never see the light of day on my Instagram or anything. They were not good. Um, but the bride didn't want to move her family, uh, from the ceremony area because I think it was like the grandparents or something. She just didn't want them to have to walk very far. But it was literally 11.30 in the morning and the lighting was so horrendous, but I didn't want to tell the bride no and so I didn't move them. And so they have awful family photos from their wedding day and they're never gonna get this back because I didn't advocate for what I knew was right as a professional. Um, and yeah, so a wedding photographer should do that. And so that's something that we do as well. So anyways, you can you just hire a friend who's good at photography? Sure, you can and you might have beautiful photos and I really hope that you do. Um, but just know that those are things that you will maybe probably not be getting if you don't hire someone who's a professional wedding photographer who's prepared to advocate for you uh, when family members and guests are nagging you or like wanting things or pushing you yeah. or bothering you or it's you really, are stressed. It's really about the experience that's brought to the day. Yeah. Knowing how to handle so many more situations and help you what you're explaining and also you are very deserving of the hype because everybody is going to be so thankful for decades that they're able to look back at Aww. the work that you did and what you gave them on the wedding day and help with all all the planning the timeline everything going smoothly and the encouragement so it's quite the package well thanks that's so nice uh, okay a really quick wedding planner um, what yeah, that's I, what happens when we don't have a, a plan, you know, this is the, the car talk. Yeah, car talk is, it's, I don't even want to think about how long this episode is. Um, <laughs> first one back is how it is. Um, but yeah, so wedding planner, one of my nearest and dearest friends, Katie, is a wedding planner. So if I'm going to recommend a, a wedding planner, it's going to be Katie Mustard from Cedar and Sage Weddings uh, based out of Mesa, Arizona. Um, I have, I could recommend people from other areas, um, potentially. So if you need one, let me know. 
but um and and other if she's not available i have other ones that i i really like to work with um but she's just one of my closest friends and like my older sister so i love her to death um and it helps that she is an incredible planner and so she like me is very big on advocating for her brides she will not put up with bs when it comes to like family members or anything like that she will not sugarcoat it if something is not in your budget she'll be like listen this is what you told me you can afford and you want to do these things and you can't afford it so either you need to change your budget or you need to not do it or i'll try, try and come up with some other options yeah. but i'm not a wizard need. and she's just straight up with you and she's also so creative um and comes up with incredible ideas and she's so much fun um to connect with and be friends with and yeah she and i just like share a similar heart for our couples also she has like my photos all over her website which i love uh, we've done a lot of style shoots together and uh we have so many weddings coming up that we're working together um so, so i'm excited about why, that why do we need a wedding. I was about to say that. <laughs> Coordinator in general. <laughs> well, so, like, I know you could hype up Katie all day. <laughs> you know I could. So for the reasons I just said, like having somebody who's going to be straight up with you about your budget and help you. Um, also planning a wedding is literally a part-time job. And so if you already have a full-time job and a life and all these other things, you just might not have the capacity for it. Um, and so it's really nice to have somebody just do those things for you. I didn't want to have a wedding planner when we were planning our wedding because I thought I have a specific way that I want things to be and if I have a wedding planner, it's going to be the way that they want it to be and not mine. And I realized uh, since working with Katie that I would have gotten so much more of what I wanted on my wedding day if we had a planner, um, especially with like the family drama and such, and such because um, she would have been like advocating for what I wanted um, when I'm dealing with people who are like telling me I can't have this and I'm not allowed to have that. And, like, how come you're gonna have barbecue at your wedding? That's so weird. Like you're gonna marry a nice man, you're gonna have barbecue. Like I've never heard of that before and, and things like that. I would have had a planner, a professional say, no, that's a great idea. That's a great way to save money. And it's that's really common and it's not strange at all. And just advocate for me. And that would have been so nice. Um, it is not necessarily an expense that you need to make if one, you can't afford it. If you can't afford it, then you can obviously do it yourself. A lot of people do. We did it ourselves and it was okay. Like it all worked out and we got married. It was a beautiful day. Um, it is a lot of venues come with coordinators. If you can't afford a full planner, I would recommend having a coordinator um, or having somebody who you trust completely, um, who you feel okay putting them to work on your wedding day, being a coordinator and making sure that everything runs on time. As a photographer, as I mentioned before, we make sure everything runs on time and we've shot uh, weddings. We shot one not a couple months ago that didn't ha even have a day of coordinator. And so the DJs and us were working together to make sure that um, everything was lined up well. But uh, coordinators want to make sure that like, the bartender arrives on time and that the guests are being served on the cocktail hour and that um, everybody's getting lined up for the ceremony when they're supposed to um, and that um, just all the vendors know where they need to be um, and all the things like that that a bride can't be that like you can't coordinate with all of your vendors on your wedding day and even if you could you don't want to like don't so just yeah most venues like i said if you have a legit venue not like a backyard wedding um most venues are going to have a coordinator that just comes with it and so use that um they're not going to be like your best friend that you're super close with or anything leading up to your wedding day like your photographer should be um or like a full wedding planner might be but um 
they will just tell people where they need to be and when, and that is instrumental. So highly recommend having a coordinator at the very yeah. least. I think from my perspective, the most important thing, the biggest reason for investing in a coordinator would be that you get to take a lot of that planning off of yourself because when we're leading up to the wedding day, we love to say that you are preparing for marriage. You are not preparing for your wedding day. Yeah. So we want we want to enjoy and have the best and most beautiful, fun-filled, love-filled wedding day you could have. But the purpose is for you to get married, for you to set that covenant before God with your new spouse, and then go on into your marriage. It doesn't end on your wedding day. So spending so much time leading up to that, being so stressed for that one single day, if you're having to ignore a lot of the preparation that needs to be done with your soon-to-be spouse for how you're going to manage finances, new home, uh, previous understandings of family dynamics and all these things you need to prepare for, if you're ignoring a lot of that, premarital counseling to prepare for your wedding day, that's going to cause more problems later that don't need to happen. So anything you can do to invest in preparing for your marriage is much more important than your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And if you are like such a low key bride and you don't care about a ton of stuff and you're just going to like do kind of the bare minimum things and be low key about everything for your wedding and you don't feel like you need a planner, then great. As long as like we said, it doesn't distract from what the real important preparing for your marriage, then you definitely will be okay. But it is a blessing to have it if you can afford it for sure. Um, and then another one that we forgot that we can say really quick is an efficient. I think we forget a lot that an efficient is a wedding vendor. Yeah. Um, because for us, for our wedding, um, Josh's high school young life leaders, uh, Steve was Steve. our efficient and he is oh, a goat. What a gift. Um, and he has, yeah, just as a gift to us. Oh my down. goodness. There is a is truck that? with a, that's a turbine thing from a, Whoa. from a windmill. That's for a windmill? Yeah. Whoa, I thought that was literally like a wing of an airplane or something. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyways, this uh, is fun. Um, <laughs> Idaho is the place. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, so Steve was awesome and came down and did our wedding for us and it was incredible. Um, but yeah, the efficient oftentimes is a paid vendor that couples like don't even know before their wedding, which is so strange to me. Um, but hey, here's a recommendation. Uh, love the Lord, be a Christian, have your pastor marry you. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll save you some money. They're usually not that expensive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, or like a friend, um, a couple who has um, walked with you to prepare you for marriage, like have one of them um, marry you. Have somebody who knows you, who's like done your premarital counsel, counseling with you, marry you. But hey, do premarital counseling. Like those are important things. So um, that's a way to, to save money. They can either do it for you as a gift or like I said, pastors, it's like $75 or something. Or you just have to feed them. <laughs> like Steve. Oh, he's the best. Oh, sweetie, yeah. We should, that was, we should yeah. get him something for our anniversary. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, that's all that's coming to mind at the moment. I'm sure there are more. Um, but I feel like this is great. We talked about this for so long and I want to talk about other things. So yeah, you feel good to call it, call it an episode. Let's call it an episode Thanks for having us back. Uh, and, and also you just traveled. I don't know how long we were talking, but you just traveled so with us 80 or 90 miles or something. Wow. Good job. You guys so fast. I'm really proud of you. Okay. On to the next one. We will uh, talk to you guys in the next episode. And in the meantime, 
we have an Instagram account. It's called Revolutionary Ruckus. Maybe we'll post on there. That'll be cool. Um, if not, oh, the where we're most present is going to be Taylor Photo Film, uh, where we post all kinds of things about weddings. So if this is something that you want to hear more about, then definitely Taylor Photo Film is the place. And if you are like, wow, I am seriously dating my uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, and um, or we're getting engaged soon, whatever, and we really want what they described as our photo video team, then head to our website, taylorphotofilm.com, head We're to the contact form and fill that out. And I will email you soon and we will become best friends and I can't wait. Okay, we'll talk to you guys later. Yes. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.